Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. AR.com. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I think the thing that stuck out the most was our defensive end play. You know, I think we have guys that could be in a four-down four rush and that they can get to the quarterback. You know, also, we've got a little bit more size there. With adding Jeff Coat there, it really has been a big addition uh, for the D-line. And <clears throat> certainly John Morgan is, is a pass rushing guy that, that has made a lot of plays. I think that would be the number one thing. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds, so there's going to be plenty of Trash Talk going on today. And we want you to be a part of it. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record live fan feedback after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, going to be very baseball-centric because here in just a few minutes, actually, Peyton Stovall, Razorback second baseman, is going to be joining us. Couldn't make it on Monday. We're having to work around his practice schedule, so he's going to join us a little early on the show today thanks to A-State Construction. So looking forward to catching up with him and looking back upon uh, Arkansas's past few performances and looking ahead to this weekend's series against the Alabama Crimson Tide. And also, we're really excited in the 3 o'clock hour to be introducing a new segment slash interview slash dude here on the show. Former Razorback Tyler Spoon is going to be joining us at 3.05 today, thanks to First Horizon Bank. As many of you know, he's been a baseball player for Arkansas back in the mid-2010s. Went to College World Series, also had uh, everyone holding up spoons around him, kind of that thing. So we'll have him on to talk a little baseball. Mark the Magician is going to join us, too. So we'll go into Oakland, as we know the Arkansas Derby is this weekend, and we'll be talking about all the things going on here in the world of sports, too. But uh, not surprising, but did see on social media, at least on, the, I guess, Instagram, Twitter. I don't think he has a Facebook, but I'm sure if he does, he probably, <laughs> probably would. Not. Probably would put it up there. But uh, Nick Smith Jr. officially announces that he will be going to the NBA, which is a shock to zero people out there, at least it shouldn't be. Uh, he made a statement about thanking Arkansas, appreciating Arkansas, but moving on to his next uh, step. And now it's kind of the first of the few dominoes that will be starting to fall, you would think, with Arkansas. But uh, it's one of those deals, Joe, where it didn't. it's not a year that went, I'm sure, the way he wanted it to or that any fans wanted it to or even the coaches wanted it to or anything like that. But it is his career and his, his next step and you got to just wish him nothing but the best of luck because he did come to Arkansas. He didn't play uh, the full season, but still gave it his all when he was on the court, and he's going to be trying his hand and taking his talents to the next level. Dealt with injury. That's something you never can plan for, but worked and uh, worked hard, rehab, did everything it took to get back on the court, and we saw some potential and some good flashes of the player that we think he's capable of being. We saw it in a couple of games, and then – other games, it, it kind of was a reflection of the Razorback season altogether because the Razorback season was up and down, and when he was on the court at times, it, the play was up and down. Yeah, I think going back to that game that he had against Florida, scoring 22 for Georgia, I should say, going up and scoring 26 points, 28 points in there, you know, you saw what he was capable of. You saw the flashes of what everybody had been seeing, not only as he was going through high school, but also what NBA scouts have been looking at. You saw that in moments, but, man, it's just one of those deals where it's so tough to kind of go through what he had to go through with his, with his injuries and with his knee management, as they called it, 
finding any sort of rhythm and chemistry and consistency to be able to play with the team, to practice with the team, to be out there on the court with the team. And I think everybody tried to do the best that they could in the situation that they were given. But at the end of the day, it's just going to be viewed upon where Nick Smith Jr. was the highest rated player to ever come to Arkansas, at least here in the modern era of recruiting rankings and everything. He's the highest rated player ever. But certainly it's going to be looked back upon where there weren't a whole lot of uh, moments that people will look back and say, man, you know, that that was a fun time. That was a great time just because he didn't see the floor enough to really find that place for him. Yeah, it's um, it, it was definitely one of those things where, you know, he, he just fought to get to where he was. He came here and, uh, you know, he honored his commitment as far as going to Arkansas, wanting to be a Razorback. And he will be cherished for that. You know, he'll go on to do what his his lifelong dream of getting to the NBA. That's what he's wanted to do. And so now he's there. But once he once he gets there and uh, people see where he ends up landing, they'll cheer for him and hope for the best for him. Yeah, I know we do. I know that we're going to be wishing him nothing but the best. And, you know, all the coaching staffs and players, you know, voice their support for Nick and saying that uh, they're happy for him and wishing him the best of luck moving forward. And it's just one of those things, too, where – uh, you think about the expectation and the pressures that he had coming in and the fact that it really just it, it was just a weird year for everything, for every reason. There was just a weird year this year. But there's some people out there like, oh, okay, well, he, he's not a lottery pick or oh, he, you know, he, he's not as good as what people are trying to hype him up to be. He's overrated or whatever it may be. They say that regardless of how anybody plays whenever they get there yeah. because selfishly they want him to stay. Yeah. Now, that may not be the case with Nick Smith Jr., and only he and a few others around him and maybe the teammates, the coaches, truly know what he was going through. There were never really any details put out to say that uh, other than he was dealing with a knee injury and he was rehabbing, but there were other details that nobody really knows except for people that were close to him and around him. Well, and I also looked at it as if there was any sort of issues or some sort of dissent or problems, whatever it may be, then Muss and the staff and everybody they wouldn't have they wouldn't have had him come back you know like they would have said hey you know what just for the sake of everybody just maybe it's best you move on we move on and we keep it going and when those things didn't transpire and they kept trying to find ways to get him on the court they kept trying to find ways to get him to be a part of the team I took that as well okay well if they're trying they see value if they're trying they see that there's something that they could get from him and vice versa so. If they don't have an issue, then I shouldn't have an issue with, with him being on a team or coming back or, or being a part of it or whatever it may be. Not to say there weren't some frustrations along the way, but uh, I would I would trust Muss when it comes to hey, he, he knows what's best for his team and he knows what uh, you know Nick Smith and what he was capable of too. So they did whatever they could to try to make it work. And just again, unfortunate there was just no. He started in Spain, I guess, and then was out for a bit, then came back, and then right before SEC play started, he was out again. I think eleven straight games, then he came back. So just that roller coaster thing, it's hard to find that rhythm and that chemistry because who knows, if he would have been healthy and if he would have been able to go and play a full year, there's no telling where uh, what, what it'd be looking like right now. Who knows, Arkansas could be still playing right now, you know, going into the <laughs> Final Four. But that wasn't the case, and so you just got to, again, wish him hope, nothing but best luck. I hope he gets drafted high, and I hope he has a great NBA career because that will be great for him, obviously, but also great for the state of Arkansas because anytime you have a kid from in the state – have success, it's always a great thing, too. That's what everybody would hope for. And as far as in the NCAA tournament, you know, there was nobody more disappointed in how he played personally, but um, he was able to, to relish in some team success as they did win a couple of games and get to Sweet 16. But he would have liked to have played better in those two games leading up to that. It just didn't happen. Yeah, and I think everybody would have liked that, especially him. So, uh, again, I'm 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 fine with what happened, and and I'm satisfied still with the way that the year ended. But now it becomes okay. Nick Smith is done. Who's next? Who's going to be the next player? I think Anthony Black will probably be the one everyone's anticipating. But there's even been some rumblings about Old Devo. He may not be coming back. You know, it's it's something that he's going to try his hand at the next level. Could be the case, but we'll try to keep you updated as sure. Who knows? Maybe today during the show we'll have somebody going on social media. I got the notifications turned on, so just so we can get it right as soon as it happens. And it may be surprising if it's somebody 
other than Anthony Black is the next person that we hear about. That's right. I, I will be surprised, but we'll keep you updated on that. We'll take a commercial break when we come back. Peyton Stovall, Razorback baseball player, is going to be joining us. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. Our care is a system of medical providers dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. Our care, so you can live your story. Sports Center. The first domino for the Arkansas basketball offseason has fallen as Nick Smith Jr. has declared for the NBA draft. Smith is projected to be a lottery pick by most outlets. In the NBA last night, the Sacramento Kings clinched their first playoff burst since 2006, breaking the longest playoff drought in North American pro sports. They beat the Trailblazers 120-80. In that game, Kings rookie Keegan Murray also broke the rookie record for threes made, which was held by Donovan Mitchell, who made 187 threes in the 2017-2018 season. The new longest playoff drought in North American pro sports is now the New York Jets, who haven't made the postseason since 2010. And it's Major League Baseball opening day. There will be one nationally televised game as the Astros take on the White Sox on ESPN at 6. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. It's the grand opening extravaganza Saturday at Luxury Pool and Spa at their new location on Stanford Road in Conway. Stop by from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Saturday during the grand opening and register to win a Pentair salt system, in-ground pool cleaner, or a Pentair variable speed pump. Luxury Pool and Spa will also have 20% off pool and spa chemicals along with 15% off accessories and toys. Food and fun Saturday 9 to 2 during the grand opening of Luxury Pool and Spa on Stanford Road in Conway. Online at LuxuryPoolArkansas.com. Live the life of luxury with Luxury Pool and spa. Arkansas State Parks are your passport to explore everything the natural state has to offer, from our storied past to our scenic beauty. With unexpected escapes like Jacksonport State Park, you can get a unique look at our state's history. Each one of our 52 state parks offers something just a little bit different. So pick up your passport at any State Park Visitor Center. Plan your trip at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. From 67167, it's Trooper Colt Chipley and his partner Dirty Larry with the Arkansas Freeway Patrol. 7 Guatney 3, we'll have a backup at the Gregory Street exit. 10 4, this is Trooper Shipley, we're on the scene. Well, it looks like that lady broke down trying to get to Guatney's sale. Did someone say sale? Zero percent interest on the 2022 Silverado is back, and Guatney Chevrolet has them in stock. Plus, no payments for three months. 2.9% APR available on Equinox. And remember, all pre-owned vehicles are good enough for mom. Here's my license, Dirty Larry. Now, I know what you're thinking. Do I feel lucky? I sure do. I'm trading for a new Silverado at 0%. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. All offers with approved credit. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. The remarkable story of Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons is one of the top musicals in show business history. The Real Jersey Boys, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, Friday, July 28th. At the Theater at Simmons Bank Arena, North Little Rock. Tickets are now on sale at Ticketmaster.com. From 111 Productions, Danny Zalisco presents... Justin Acre for Serta Pro Painters. Use the folks that I've used for over a decade now to get all of your painting needs met. Inside or outside, it makes no difference. It is the place to get the job done the right way at home, at work. It is all about Serta Pro. If you want somebody who's going to pay great attention to detail, help you through the process of picking colors, which is exactly what I needed, and will only leave behind a beautiful coat of paint, then you need to go to Serta Pro. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. You can schedule your free estimate at certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. 
NCAA Final Four Spotlight. Johnson with the rebound for San Diego State. He'll put it right back up. It's good. 48-46, under six minutes to play. Aztecs are on top. San Diego State survived a close battle with Creighton to grab a one-point win and advanced to Houston with the dream of a national title still alive. But another surprise bracket survivor, Florida Atlantic, stands in the way. The two will face off in Saturday's first national semifinal. Hear Westwood One's exclusive coverage of the Final Four right here. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Outlet to Black ahead to Council. Two hand throw down Ricky. Mike White says, I got to have a timeout. The Razorbacks are on a 6 0 run. On 1037 The Buzz. Out of bounds here on a Trash Talk Thursday as we have a lot of things we're going to get to throughout the show. A lot of news, too. Talking a little college basketball as well as some, uh, some fun stuff going on with uh, Razorback football. Some updates from Sam Pittman, who was on Morning Mayhem this morning. So we'll have some uh, fun stuff to talk about there. But we do know with Razorback baseball, full swing as they are going to be taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide this weekend in a series in Baumwalker Stadium. Should be a beautiful weekend for that. And they're rolling right now, especially at home. So let's talk all about it right now as we welcome in our guy, Peyton Stovall. Peyton Stovall leads off the fifth inning. Stovall swings and drives the first pitch to deep right center. There it goes. Peyton Stovall out of here. It's to Stovall hammer to deep right field. Stovall's at a two-run homer. Wow. Where did he get all of that? Peyton Stovall on Out of Bounds is presented by A-State Construction in Sheridan. Building new homes in central Arkansas for the past 18 years. See their new home builds on Facebook at A-State Construction, LLC. Go to the Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Peyton Stovall. And Peyton, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing? I'm good, guys. How are y'all? Well, we're doing great, man. I know uh, it's been a hectic week for you guys, but uh, before we look ahead to the Alabama series, I'd like to go back to that Omaha game that you guys had in the midweek. Uh, I know that the LSU series didn't go the way that you guys wanted, but uh, how, just how nice was it to get back at home and uh, really pour on the runs and get the offense going the way that y'all did against Omaha? Yeah, man, um, it was good. You know, we went down to Baton Rouge. Um, you know, not <clears throat> not that she really asked about it, but they were uh, they're a good team. Um, you know, they they're every rightful you know deserving of the number one spot, and they can really swing it. They have really good arms on the bullpen. Um, they're starters. I mean, I think they had every guy was like 95-plus we faced. So, um, you know, they're a really good team, um, really well coached. And, um, you know, we got better from that series. We knew we needed to get uh, to work on and stuff. So, um, you know, we came in Tuesday against Elba and, um, you know, we want to get back on track from the offensive side and just swing it the way that we have. And, you know, I thought we did so. We uh, we took our walks. We were very disciplined, um, just stayed within ourselves. And, um, you know, it showed, took our walks, then got a couple big hits and, um, you know, you look up, you put a couple um, crooked numbers up on the board, and then, um, you know, there's the opportunity for, um, for you know, some of the some of the subs to be able to play, which was awesome to see. And, um, you know, of course, Ben McLaughlin coming in and pitching. Um, Two-A, one of our hitters, uh, pitching, did really well. So it was a, it was a really neat game, um, you know, and I'm glad that we were able to win, get the offense, and get everything back on track. Peyton, going back to the first game against LSU, you controlled a low-scoring game. It went to extra innings and then uh, started pouring on the runs. What happened in the moment where uh, you were able, as a team, to get it together and start scoring a bunch of runs? Yeah, well, I mean, we're going up against what I think is the best pitcher in college baseball, and he's the best pitcher by far I've ever seen in Paul Skeens. And, um, you know, he's going to make a lot of money here soon. But he's a he's a, uh, a really good arm Um you know, I think my first at bat, he struck me out on a 102 mile hour heater, which is um, crazy. But he, uh, you know, he, he threw a lot of strikes and, and kept us at ease, and I uh, got ahead in the count a lot. And so um, I think that was his kind of success, um, you know, in his start. And then 
uh, we got his pitch count up, and then we had to get him out of the game. And once we got to the bullpen, uh, we definitely started, um, you know, you started to see a lot more hits, a lot more hard uh, contact. Um, you know, Reese had a huge uh, huge pinch hit at bat with that three-run home run to put us up um, there in the tenth, And then from then on, the offense just kind of exploded uh, that Friday. Um, you know, Diggs had a big swing. Uh, we put together a couple uh, hits, had like a walk, mixed in between the Diggs, had that big grand slam. Um, you know, so that was awesome to be able to take um, that Friday game against them is really tough. They might not lose another Friday game. So, um, you know, that that was good to see. And, um, you know, we were really confident going into uh, after that game. We're speaking with Peyton Stovall here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline, thanks to A-State Construction. Uh, Peyton, I know that in, in the game of baseball, like in, or any sports, you have momentum that seems to be so much of a part of it and you get to feed off of each other. And the offense this year has been so great for your team. So what what is that like, just being able to feed off of each other, and how does that work in, in just in this game uh, of baseball where if, if you guys get a hit here, it just seems to be a, a domino effect uh, for everybody who's getting involved? Yeah, it just pushes your game to another level, I think. Um, you know, you're always going to play. Um, a lot of the times you can get caught up playing, like, below your competition, but you can also play up to your competition. And so, um, you know, I think playing with – surrounding myself and playing with guys that – um, that are really swinging it well throughout our lineup. I think it really helps. Um, you know, not just me, but the other guys. Um, you know, seeing the seeing the, so far the season that uh, like Jared and Tavia and Jace and um, some of those guys are having. It just makes everybody else, um, you know, push themselves to to want to have that season as well. And so I think that ultimately builds for um, you know like really good success, really hardworking. Um, you know, individuals outside of just the game, like in practice and stuff. And so I think that's why you're seeing success from a lot of our lineup um, because, you know, guys are pushing each other. Uh, guys want to be the best they can be. And so, um, you know, ultimately that helps us as a team go out there and win. You want to win baseball games no matter where you play, but you guys are on a pretty long homestand winning streak. What's it like to put it all together at home? And you know that you do have a number of home games upcoming and uh, you're just playing your best baseball at, at in your home park. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. Um, you know, you always want to be able to win as many games at home as you can because if you go on the road, especially the SEC with the environment that we play in, it's really tough. It's a lot of hostile environments. And, um, you know, that Saturday night down in Baton Rouge, it was really rocking. It was really loud. And, um, you know, so being able to, to play in that environment, was um, it was good for us. We needed that. Um, you know, there might not be another environment that we play at that's, um, like that, and so just being able to do that, um, it's going to help us in the long term um, for postseason um, later down the road in the SEC series. And so, um, you know, but like like you said about the home games, you know, you want to win at home, you want to win as many as you can at home, and and you obviously you feel the most comfortable in at home. It's where you practice every day. It's where you hit VP. You know, you're you're comfortable to it. You're used to it. And so, um, you know, just being able to have success at home is, um, you know, it's it's really is a a really big key to uh, having a successful season. Yeah, Peyton, uh, just going back still again to that LSU series, I'm just curious as far as the, the scheduling was very unorthodox. You know, you had a middle-of-the-day game on Friday, then a doubleheader on Saturday, trying to squeeze them all in, and there's no excuses. I know you guys won't make any, but uh, just how does that impact your game and your prep and, and the way that you get rested up and everything uh, when you have, especially against a good team like LSU, having such quick turnarounds and different schedules than what you're used to? Yeah, so um, I think, uh, you know, it. We kind of went in th- that Thursday. Um, I remember kind of like around noonish, we got the text that we were the game was going to be pushed up to noon on Friday, and we were all prepared for a, a night game. I think it was like a seven o'clock start time, um, but we knew that there was rain coming in, so we were all prepared for that. Um, and then, you know, we there was a high percentage chance that we were going to play a doublehead on Saturday because the weather wasn't looking great on Sunday. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think the biggest thing with those doubleheaders and stuff is. Um, it really comes down to pitching, and, you know, we've kind of had some arms that have been injured and stuff like that, so our bullpen wasn't a deep, per se. And, um, you know, so it benefits a team who's got the more pitching, I would say, um, just because wherever you use Friday, they're they're not going to be able to pitch Saturday just because, I mean, they don't even have a day's rest. And so, um, you know, playing those doubleheaders, you got to have a lot of pitching. you got to have guys step up. So, um, you know, now that we've played a doubleheader, we're prepared for that. I don't think we played – I think we played like one last year, but – um, you know, being able to play doubleheader early in the season is going to prepare you. We're going to know what, what it takes um, later in the season if we do have to play another one. What was the message from Coach Van Horn after dropping those two games, and then what was kind of discussed amongst the teammates? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of uh, along the lines of, you know, we're going to grow from this, and 
um, you know, we had every opportunity to, uh, we left a lot of runners on base. We had a lot of opportunities to score some more runs. Um, we kind of left some pitches that were up in the zone. Um, when we were up ahead in the count from our pitchers, 0-2, 1-2, um, left runners in scoring position, um, you know, throughout all Saturday. And um, so just getting better at little stuff like that. Um, we've done a really good job of, of those things throughout the season. And, um, you know, it's baseball. It happens every now and then. And unfortunately, it happened to us Saturday. So, um, but you know, just to, we're going to get, we were going to get back, rest up, have that Sunday off, and then um, get back to the grind Monday and, and get ready to play this Tuesday game. And, um, you know, not to, uh, he, his biggest thing was, you know, we're not going to just continue talking about it. We're going to talk about it, figure out what we need to um, do to get it right, and then move on from there and let it be a learning experience. And, you know, I think we've done a good job of that up to this week. It's me with Peyton Stovall here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Peyton, I got to ask you about Ben McLaughlin. With the, the just how cool of a moment was that to see him come in and as, as an infielder and do what he did on the pitching mound? And is that maybe going to open up the door for you to finally live out your dream and get on the mound as an infielder? <laughs> yeah, I mean it was the coolest thing ever. Um, I think it's so cool when a two-way um, guy does it. And to have on your team was really cool. Um, I think um, you know we've. Ben, even when he was in JUCO, he pitched a lot. So, um, you know, we knew he had a really good arm, and um, he he's finally been healthy from tearing his meniscus, and he's been rehabbing it and stuff, and he's almost pretty much 100%. So, um, you know, with with the injuries that we've kind of had, the bullpen and stuff, um, you know, Coach Van Horn asked him if he was up for it. Uh, he was he was all for it, and so um, I think he's only thrown like two or three bullpens before that, and he goes up there, and it's not like he was just throwing it. I mean, he was spot. He was locating really well. Um, throwing fastballs on outside corners, um, had a really good slider with it. And so um, being able to, to have that, you know, is going to be huge for us. And, you know, I'm looking forward to him getting more opportunities. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, it, it'd be nice if, if they'd let me step up there, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. What do you think about a guy like Reese Robinette, who sometimes he's playing in the field and other times he's pinch hitting, but seems to be making the most of his opportunities whenever he gets a chance to play? Yeah, I mean, Reese is a great dude. Um, he's really laid back, um, super country from um, small town in Missouri. And so, um, you know, he doesn't let a, a big moment or a big stage get to him. He just goes out there and he just plays. He knows he's confident in his ability. And he's, for a big dude, he's got a really short, sweet swing. And so um, that plays, you know, having a, a short swing to the ball. And, um, you know, he went out there and, and did it. And, uh, you know, you could just kind of tell, like, the look in his eyes that he wanted it, and, you know, he's excited to get that opportunity. He made the most of it, and he's made the most of all his opportunities that he's um, he's uh, had the chance to have. Um, you know, I feel like every time he does get the opportunity to have some at-bats, he's always putting a good, putting together a good at-bat or a good swing on a ball, hitting it hard somewhere. So, um, you know, he's going to uh, continue to see more at-bats, and, you know, I'm excited for him to keep giving, getting more opportunities. Peyton, just talk, talk to us about Alabama this weekend. I know that the SEC West is always strong, and Alabama has been a team that uh, has not all overly been great over history, but still always a tough team no matter if it's in the division or not. So what, what do you make of them, and kind of what's the, uh, what's the, what's the report card for uh, what you're expecting out of the Crimson Tide? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're really good this year. Um, they're older, better in team. They have a lot of guys that are older um, in their lineup. Blowing up in their bullpen. So, um, you know, it's going to be tough. Veteran teams are tough to beat, um, no matter the talent level. Um, you know, just because they're experienced, they've done it before, they know how it works, and so um, you know they're going to be really good. They have um, you know three really good arms in the rotation. Um, their lineup, if you go look at their lineup, they're very consistent. They all kind of have around the <coughs> excuse me around the same numbers. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be tough, but you know we're excited to be able to come back here and play a three game um, you know weekend series, and hopefully. <laughs> Uh, this will be our first, I guess, Friday night game at Baum Walker, so it's going to be fun. And you know, we're excited to to go out there and compete. Did the schedule change for you a bit this week because of the fact of playing the doubleheader on Saturday, and uh, and then you had a little bit of time off? But as far as practice schedule and some of the activities, did it change a bit for you this week? Yeah, for sure. So you know, we got back late. Um, we flew back in Saturday night. We didn't get back in until about one, one thirty, and so we all were pretty much. We got the whole day off Sunday. Um, you know, I, I went to go get like an IV to just to hydrate back up after the weekend. Um, Planned down there when it was hot. And, um, you know, so we all slept in. Didn't uh, didn't really do anything Sunday, and then typically like our Mondays our day off, and so we practiced Monday. 
And then, um, you know, we got ready for Tuesday for the midweek game. Well, Peyton, man, we uh, really appreciate you joining us. I know it's been a crazy schedule, but just let Dave know that, hey, you got a ske- you got a schedule to keep here on Out of Bounds, and you can't be, you know, just <laughs> moving it around and all that stuff, right? So let him know to schedule the practices around you going forward, okay? <laughs> I will. I'll make sure to let him know. All right, man. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you next week, all right? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you all next week. All right. Again, that was Peyton Stovall, uh, Razorback's second baseman, joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline, thanks to A-State Construction. And, uh, yeah, that was something that uh, I was talking with Peyton and just texting him back and forth when you brought up the scheduling and the changes and adjustments. Uh, you know, that's that's obviously whenever you have double headers and things, that's going to be changing too. But uh, sure, a lot of it also is just uh, making sure you get right for after a series like that against LSU like that to make sure everybody's not down, not focused, or not unfocused and going to try to take care of business against the Alabama team, which, again, I'm not saying that Alabama's great, but still... Anytime you play a team in this conference is going to be a tough one. And they look forward to getting some of those days off whenever they can, and so that changed a bit for them, and that takes some adjustments to get used to that when you're in a routine and you have to kind of change it up. Yeah, so I, I can't wait to see what happens this weekend. Can't wait to see how they bounce back. And you know the, the pitching is starting to settle in as far as who's doing what. Expect Hunter Holland to be the ace guy, and then Hagen Smith coming in to close him out. And we know that Will McIntyre is going to be that second-day guy too, and We'll see uh, how it goes from there and see how they kind of settle into the rotation. But uh, as a reminder, though, we still have a pair of Razorback baseball tickets we'll be giving away later in the show today. It's for Sunday's game. So uh, you will hopefully be seeing either a sweep game on Sunday or you'll be seeing a rubber match where Arkansas wins it and they win the series. You don't want to see anything else other than that. So uh, we'll give you some details on how to take care of business and how to win those later in the show as well. And Tyler Spoon will join us here in about an hour and a half, too. So we'll have some fun with that. But uh, I know that since it's a Trash Talk Thursday, as we like to call it here on Out of Bounds, uh, we were talking about Nick Smith and uh, what, what people expect out of him, maybe going forward in the NBA. I'll be curious to see where he ends up getting drafted. But we did have uh, a texter on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, and this is kind of the more of the, the negative side of things, or at least what people may think. He says that Nick Smith is a liability on defense, and he's streaky on offense, and I don't believe he's a lottery pick. He says if he is projected as a lottery pick, no, but if he isn't a lottery pick, then yes, he needs to come back another year. Lottery picks dominate in college and shine in the tournament. He never did either. He also looks suspect at times on defense, and they don't play much defense in the NBA, LOL. So I don't know if that was a joke or not serious, but still. Well, that that's always the... Uh the thought that they don't play any defense. They play defense, they score more points, and they play a longer game, but you're talking about guys with the highest skill set, and they're hard to stop. So you can defend them all you want to, but the question is, you know, can you stop them? And many times that answer is no, because think about a guy like Giannis. How are you going to stop Giannis from getting to the basket? Yeah. You can't. Yeah, same thing with the Kevin Durant guy. Like, he's 6'10 and can fire threes. I mean, how, how are you going to stop that? LeBron James, for crying out loud, the dude's 40 years old, and he's still running over people. Like, how are you going to stop that? So, yeah, the, the whole thing about D, no defense in the NBA, uh, I, I, I don't buy that uh, at all. And it's something to where you see players, once they get to the NBA, they got to adjust. They got to make sure that they're ready to and, and develop to get on the defensive side of the ball because it's – you know, I'm not trying to compare it to Musk's system, but still, it's like with Musk, if you don't play defense, you won't play, and it'll be the same thing in the NBA. You can have the greatest offensive skill set, but if you don't play defense and you're just terrible at it, you're probably not going to get a lot of minutes or a lot of run. Different players, they, they make their way in the NBA according to their game, and you know, if you're good on the offensive and defensive end, you're a complete player, but there are not many complete players out there. Some players are really skilled on offense. Others, they make their way on defense, and for some players, that's the way that they, they make their way into the NBA and they make their career of that. Kevin tweets at us. He says, guys, I believe that Nick Smith and, and Anthony Black will be lottery picks. The question is for me, how many more Razorbacks besides those two will get drafted in this year's NBA draft? Hmm. Ricky Council? Yeah. Jordan Walsh. You think Walsh will get drafted? Absolutely he gets drafted. Uh. It's just the question for him is, does he want to come back for another year, or does he want to go? But if he goes, yes, he's getting drafted. Well, he's definitely going to – I would be shocked if he doesn't at least go to the combine. I think he'll for sure do that and, and test the waters there and see what the scouting report says. I think Council is, is definitely draftable. He's got the athleticism, and he's shown a lot of sparks this year. And, and it's just one of those things, too, where 
you know, we think about guys that transfer and, and guys that have those one years, or if you know you weren't very happy, or or you thought that oh times council was frustrating, or whatever it may be. Just think about like council and, and the position he was in, where because he made the jump to Arkansas from Wichita State. I mean, you're talking about him being an NBA draft pick. I don't think that happens if he stays at Wichita State. Now, maybe I get proven wrong. Maybe he would have gone off and gone crazy, and everybody would take notice, but. You know, think about just being here at Arkansas and being able to perform the way that he did has him in a conversation of being drafted in the NBA, which when we talked to him in the NCAA tournament a few times, he was talking about he's just living out a dream right now because he didn't think that, you know, being in this position, doing what he's doing would be possible. But to hear people like Chuck Charles Barkley talk about him during the NCAA tournament, to hear about his possibilities of getting drafted. He just is saying it's a dream come true and something he didn't even expect. They really like his athleticism, his explosiveness. So that's the part of the game that is going to get him recognized and get him get him there to the NBA to start with. But, you know, there are certain things that you need to work on, and that goes for any player. And, um, you know, there's something with his mechanics as far as him shooting the ball. But he's been shooting the ball that way for so long that maybe it's hard to break the mechanics on it. But he's only going to continue to work and try to get better with his shot as a whole. The mid-range game is there for him. And then, you know, it becomes, does he want to add to the game and try to become a better three-point shooter? Of course, all players, they want to be able to shoot the three. But some players, they just don't get to that point where it actually fits their game. But that's something that he could always work on to add to his game is the three-point shot. And I think he's got tremendous upside. I think the things that, may, that, he can't, that he needs to work on, he can work on. I think he's got the skill sets to start there and to be able to get better from it. So, yeah, uh, I think that he's definitely draftable. And if you think if, about it, if Arkansas had four players drafted in the NBA draft this year, the amount of graphics that they're going to make and the amount of promotion they're going to be and, and just crowing about the fact we had four NBA draft picks, four NBA draft picks, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying it's in a fantastic thing because it's all about recruiting. It's all about uh, whether it's high school or transfer portal or whatever. And if you can start going out there and saying, hey, you know, people who come to Arkansas, we have success on the court. You know, we get to the tournament. We do this. But also when you come here, we put you in the NBA. We get guys drafted, which is at the end of the day what everybody wants. That's going to be a tremendous thing and a tremendous recruiting pitch for Arkansas, because it's already been great, because they've had one player pretty much the past, was it, five years drafted, but when you have four or something like that, three or four players, not many schools can be able to tout that, and the fact that you could add that to a Sweet 16 appearance is just going to do wonders for you as a program. First Arkansas Baker Trust text line, Council shoots the better NBA three than college three. Don't know about that, mm. because it is, uh, it's you know, the range is a little bit more, so, you know, it's it's all about just trying to lengthen that shot and, and just work on the shot all together. So not really sure about that. Then uh, another that says, keep saying that sure he'll get drafted exactly how many spots are available on NBA rosters every year on average 13 or 14. And uh, they go with a 12, 12 man roster. But then you have a couple of players that are always on the squad in case of injuries and they can get called up and they're sitting on the bench at, at all times. So, um, yeah, it is a numbers thing because even when you look at the NBA draft, there are 60 draft spots every year. There are a couple that have been forfeited by teams this year, so it's going to be even less. It's going to be 58 because a couple of those were even given up this year. And then also I saw that he was saying, I just don't see the room for all these guys that think that they are ready. Help me understand how it works. Well, a lot of times it's not like, oh, I get drafted, therefore I'm automatically on the team and I'm a starter. It's like... Sometimes you're within that system, kind of like the farm system or the G League or whatever it is. We've seen Moses Moody go down to it. We've seen Jalen Williams go down to it. It's like just being in that organization is a lot, gets you ready a lot easier, and you're, that's much of a step closer to being on the team. So uh, that's, that's how it works. I don't think if it's one of the things, well, if I get drafted, unless I'm like a starter or, or a player immediately, then uh, I'm not going to, you know, it feels like it wasn't a, get, a good idea to get drafted or to just go back to school. But they'll it'll, it'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. We got more as well as uh, What's Your Name in World Sports coming up next here on Out of Bounds. Stay with us. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. 
This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. It's time to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors with a new boat, motorcycle, personal watercraft, or RV. Alcoa Community FCU has low-rate fund loans. Apply securely for your fund loan online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. With a schedule like mine, I don't always have time to run into a store for things I need. Greenway makes it easy to order equipment, parts, John Deere apparel, and even toys for my kids. And I have 24-7 access to Greenway's dealership right at my fingertips. That's why I shop online at gogreenway.com. QC Kinetics patient Diane Richardson saw her brother-in-law have surgery for pain in his elbow. My brother-in-law, after that surgery, had his arm in a sling for almost six months, extensive PT, pain medication, a lot of restrictions of what he could not do. So when Diane's husband, Greg, had a similar problem, she encouraged a different treatment, regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. And the experience was like night and day compared to his brother. After six months, nothing. He hasn't felt any pain, and that has been two years since he's had treatment. Plus, no drugs and no down. He was literally out golfing when he wanted to and doing whatever he wanted to. It was probably nine months before my brother-in-law got back out on the golf course and my husband was on the golf course the entire time. And he was so elated. He said, he goes, Diane, game changer. Before you have surgery for that joint pain, get a second opinion. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. This is Pat Bradley for Motorsports Authority with two big locations in Russellville and Hot Springs. They're stacking them deep and selling them cheap. Come shop a huge selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. These vehicles are local one-owner trades with low miles. Safe and fun, we got something for the whole family. Plus, at MSA, we let you do it your way. You can lift it, tint it, wrench it, or wheel it. Customize your vehicle your way. Come see us today, Motorsports Authority in Russellville, across from Walmart, or Central Ave in Hot Springs, or shop us online at msastore.com. This is for the men who never settle, the ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home, and the men who use PTO to catch afternoon basketball in March with the boys. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. If you lose your pet in Woodrock, do you know where to look? Our city shelter to the Woodrock Animal Village houses over 200 animals, so they can't sell you over the phone if your pet is there. Please go in person to 4500 Kramer off South University next to First Tee. Strays are available for adoption after seven days, so when you're looking to adopt, please visit the Animal Village. You'll meet all ages, breeds, and sizes, and many are already trained. Just a $90 adoption fee covers shots, neuter, and microchip at Woodrock Animal Village. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care, so you can live your story. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. 30 seconds to play. Ford to the rim. Feeds Blake. Layup. Good. And they fouled him. And they fouled him. Lawson Blake gets the bucket. Fouled by Abdur Rahim. And it's going to be an and one with 27 seconds to play. On 103.7 The Buzz. Wait a minute. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Great deals at Guadney Chevrolet as always. 0% interest on 22 Silverados. When financing with a G with GM and a well-qualified buyer, 2.9% APR available on 23 Equinox when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. 
pre-owned vehicles, they're good enough for mom. They're not going to put you in a vehicle that they wouldn't feel comfortable putting their own mom in. Make a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, WatneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value. Whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it directly to Guadney Chevrolet, you can see the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. And if you need to schedule a service, they have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. And as a reminder, we will be out at Guadney Chevrolet tomorrow in Jacksonville from 1 to 4. So, if you are in the area, come on out and see us. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day and a beautiful weekend. So, perfect time to buy you a vehicle from Guadney Chevrolet. So, I said, well, come on out and we'll even test drive it for you. We'll make sure that it's safe and good to go while you're out there visiting us. So, But uh, we're looking forward to that, that is for sure. We will have uh, what's training the world sports in just a second. First, though, let's go to Zach, who's in Benton. What's up, Zach? Hey, Joe and John. How you guys doing, buddy? Good. Doing great. Hey, uh, just a couple of things. One of, the, one of them is, the, you know, this guy that called and said they don't play any defense in the NBA. That's one of the dumbest takes I've ever heard in my life. I heard, I heard all the time it's one of the dumbest things people can say. I mean, if, that, if that's the case, Joe's opinion, he ought to submit his name. He ought to be at the top of the draft. Cause you can go in there and not play any defense and knock down. He'll have his 30 points a game. He won't have to guard anybody. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is if it's so if there's no defense then you would just see nothing but players that can just shoot threes all the time or whatnot and that would be all we would take to be able to be successful in it. But usually that people say that, Zach, and I'm sure you agree. People that say that there's no defense in the NBA are usually the people that just don't watch the NBA and they just see scores and they're like and they're like, Oh well, the high scoring game means no defense. You're exactly right. I mean, if they don't play any defense, I mean, what's that guy's name? Jennifer Dent, who averaged about 35 points a game in college, and yeah. Scotty Thurman. Those guys did nothing because they couldn't. They can't play defense, or they couldn't get their shot off. So right. they, they play defense in the NBA. But like you guys said, Kevin Durant, there's no defense for that. LeBron James, there's no defense for that. I mean, those, those guys are just that skill. And, 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 and I just hate, I mean, just, it turns my head when those guys come on and say they don't play the defense. And like you said, John, they don't, they don't watch the NBA. They don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. And my final thing is I'm just sick of everybody with Bart trying to call in. Not everybody, but those ones that are just, that, that are selfishly wanting uh, uh, Nick Smith Jr. and those guys to come back talking about they're not ready. Well, when you get drafted in baseball, you're not ready. They send you to Myers. So what if you're not ready? I mean, they're ready to cash those checks. I guarantee you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. That's so, true. So, well, that's all I got. I appreciate you guys' time. Have a great one. Appreciate it, Zach. Appreciate it, Zach. That's right. It's like just because you don't think they're ready, somebody thinks they're ready enough to pay them a lot of money. So I, I, I'm going to probably trust those guys to say that they're more ready than uh, what people here are going to say about it, too. All right, let's go ahead and jump into what's trending in the world of sports. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? Hey, it's opening day for Major League Baseball, and we already got got games going on like right now the Braves are leading the Nationals four to one in the bottom of the fifth you got the Giants trailing your New York Yankees Joe three to nothing top of the seventh saw Aaron Judge already hit a home run so on pace great start yeah on pace for 162 this year so so far so uh but they also got the Orioles and Red Sox tied at one in the top of the third inning and the Brewers and Cubs scoreless at the top of the third inning there so a lot of teams a lot of games going to be happening today I will say the only thing that, again, not a baseball guy, but I feel like in a lot of games or a lot of sports leagues, you usually have the first game of the season or games of the season have a lot of marquee matchups or, like, in-division opponents. Why didn't baseball do that? Like, why, why, did not, why not have the Cardinals and the Cubs playing each other or the Yankees and the Red Sox starting the season off? I mean, again, I, they know more than me, but I feel like other sports leagues does that and it really builds the excitement and anticipation your baseball would maybe try to do something like that too it's a long season 162 games so they have to kind of pace for it but 
Also, something that's new in baseball, you're going to play a series against every team in the league, and that's something that they haven't done before, so they're trying to get that off to a good start. Well, I know that people are excited about their teams, and uh, of course, I can't wait to see all the tweets that when their team wins one game, they're like, hey, on pace for 162-0. and But hey, it's, it's, it is opening day, and it's some nice weather some places, but maybe not so nice in the other places there, too. Uh, also, in uh, some other news, congratulations, still blows my mind, but the Sacramento Kings punched their ticket back into the NBA playoffs after they smoked the Trailblazers by 40 points. And for the first time in 16 years, they'll be making postseason play. So how about that? Mike Brown and the Sacramento Kings are in the playoffs with still a lot of games to play. Phenomenal job, phenomenal uh, ability to be able to get back. I don't think I don't know if anybody's going to be picking them to be a Cinderella story or at least a story of an underdog going far into the playoffs, perhaps competing for a championship. But still, always like seeing franchises like that kind of come out of the poverty and have a great year, and that's what the Sacramento Kings did year did this year too. Yeah, and uh, that's what they envisioned when they, Mike Brown took over. When they hired him, he's that type of coach that uh, he's had success as a head coach, and then had some as an assistant. But the talent is always what's going to get you there. We saw him have that success getting in there with Steve Kerr was out, but we know what type of talent the Warriors have. But the Kings do have talent, and he kind of maximized it. So I also saw that uh, another fan got ejected, I guess, from Russell Westbrook uh, there in their, in their game. And you know, it's just with that, and I, said, I think Kyrie also had one here recently ejected too. I know it's none of my business, but man, I just want to know like what is being said. Are these guys just like talking trash? Is it simple trash talk? Or are they saying things that are way too far over the line and offensive? Because if that's the case, yes, eject them. But I don't know. Just man, is it, it just always seems like it's Russell Westbrook. Is it just because he's easier to get to or he doesn't put up with that stuff? I don't really know, but uh, again, the amount of fans that get ejected from NBA games, but especially whenever it seems like it's Russell Westbrook, seems to be a pretty high number. That's probably what it is. He doesn't put up with it. And uh, he had a really good game last night. He and Robert Covington together, they combined 12-12 from three-point range. And Westbrook is a guy who's not known for being able to shoot the ball well, but 5-5 from three-point range last night. Also, some college baseball news, and for what it's worth, I'm sure everybody who follows college baseball probably saw this viral video of earlier this year. Uh, the umpire, Reggie Drummer, was intentionally calling strikes when they were so far outside, and it was a call that was basically trying to show up the player, and it was pretty you know, dumb, and the umpire shouldn't have done it, but he has uh, responded and said that uh, he was suspended. Uh, but also says he regrets the call, but also noted the way he was treated by players and fans caused him to have a lapse in judgment. So uh, I'm sure that uh, he's apologetic there, but I'm sure that there's some truth to that as well as an umpire, especially in the college game and just in any game, having to deal with the nonsense that a lot of these umpires do. I'm surprised that more of them don't do things like that. But, yeah, that one was uh, too blatant for, for anybody's comfort zone. But he should, we'll see if he comes back into the league and starts umpiring once again, but at least he's showing uh, regret there and remorse as well. We'll have more headlines, but we got to take a top-of-the-hour update because when we come back, we're going to go a little racing with Mark the Magician. We won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. Is your Oaklawn the sound of starting gates and pounding hooves? Is it the first sip of the perfect post-time Bloody Mary? Or maybe it's just Saturdays with lots of friends and zero cares. No matter what you love about live racing at Oaklawn, it's back and better than ever. With more race days, bigger purses, and the top thoroughbreds in the world, this season is like no 